With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back on Steelers. Touch. Down under. I'm Matt Peverell. Joined by my co-host as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. If you're joining us on the audio side and you, you happen to come to part two before listening to part one, feel free to go back to part one and hear us talk about Joe's show, but the offense and a couple of, you know, a couple of things in between. But Marky D, as always, let's kick it off with the segment that we love. And I think there's some new people to the show this week, definitely listening to us live. Uh, but just as Big Ben likes to sling the rock, we like to sling the Aussie slang. This is where our little segment where we talk where we talk about Aussie slang or we talk about some of the things from down under and we give a bit of our Aussie spice to it because, well, let's face it, you've got these two larrikins live from the future with the weird accents, talking Steelers. We're Aussies, but we love it. Mark, what do you got for us this week? Uh, so actually I've got four. I wrote down four just in case that I uh, had nothing. But uh, if I've got four, Maddie, choose me a number between one and four and uh, I'll pick that in order. Two. Anyway, we'll see. Oh, you... Oh, he chose twelve. You choose two. Oh, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Nah, man of my word. So this one I had him in the list. I don't know if it's an American thing or Australian thing. Do you remember the game called Stacks On? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's some, some memories. For some reason, I, I came up with that today. I was like, I was writing him down, and if you was like Stacks On, remember you were kids and you used to run yeah. around and and just randomly, um, you could be watching TV, having breakfast. You could be in the classroom. And next minute, you'd stacks on and you just jump on one person. Like, uh, 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 uh. 
I don't know. I don't know. That's if what it happens. looks like when Najee goes to hurdle. It's like stacks on. <laughs> Everyone wants to like, jump on Najee Harris. Stacks on Najee. Yeah, I don't know if that's an American, if that's an Australian thing or an American thing. I just thought it was funny, and that's probably the hardest one to talk about. So thanks for choosing number two. <laughs> uh, what's, what's yours this week? Yeah, so you know we talked a little bit in part one about why we we're talking about rocking this, rocking the. Uh, Rocking the Eagles, and we talked about Eagle Rock, you know, being a, a song by Daddy Cool, and you know that's the theme song for our Manly Seagulls in their in the NRL. But we often get asked by people, particularly when we started this show, everyone always asks, "How did you become Steeler fans and what have you?" And for me, you know, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, but one of the things that factored into me was how similar the mentality of the Manly Seagulls and the Steelers is. But when you actually go back and look at it, like they're also very similar teams, you know, in terms of their hard defense. Also the premierships or like the Super Bowls in the NRL, they timeline very well or they tie in very well with the timeline of when the Steelers won Super Bowls. So what people will be pretty interested to know, like, and it did feed into it for me, is both teams won premierships or their titles or Super Bowls, whatever we're going to call them, you know, in 1976. Uh, but the 76 for Manly, you know, was when, you know, the, the Steelers won it in their 76 season. Uh, you know, 1978 when the Seagulls the won is the same season technically when you look when the Super Bowls played as the 1979 Super Bowl for the Steelers. And then, there's, and then the Manly Seagulls had won a premiership in 2008, uh, which, again, was the same season, you know, when you look at when the seasons start as when um, or when they when they overlap is when the Steelers win it in 2009. So, and Manly have eight, you know, premiership titles versus the the Steelers' six Super Bowls. But I just thought it was pretty cool because, like, there are, you know, people ask us these questions about why we support the Steelers and what have you, and it's one that we've never really been able to talk about. But there is some really cool overlap to it. So it just sort of got me thinking this week. And, you know, so sometimes we like to do the Aussie slang and sometimes we like to give you a bit of perspective on different things. And Mark and I talk about Manly a little bit and I – you know, I think I hope is someone, you know, in the live chat starts supporting the Manly Seagulls at one point, not the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Anyway, it just sort of got me thinking and, and very old you, school. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's one for you. When they won that, that premiership, Manly versus uh, the Melbourne Storm. 40 nil. Um, they beat them 40 nil. And we have a there's, a, there's a, a team in the NRL that is exactly like, I would say they're like the Patriots. That they that they they tend to tend to they're cheat like the Patriots, but I've compared the rivalry to like that with the Ravens. Remember when we first went yeah. on Bad Show to preview this yeah. show when it was on Fair the audio point. side, and I said to him, "Oh, there's this team that you know is constantly battling with our with our Manly team, and they're called the Bolt. They're they're purple like Baltimore, and they're called the Storm. But you're right, they're like the Patriots. Well, the Patriots, right. the, the, the Melbourne uh, team cheated that year." I believe they were over the salary cap uh, with their players. They put too much money into their team, and then they cheated. And I, uh, well, they found out to be cheated. I think that was a year, and then we beat them fourteen nil. So they're but the, they cheated the are, year before when they smashed us too. They cheated yeah, that they, year too. They're, they're the type of team that I think that draw the line. Like the, the Patriots get away with certain things that aren't really in the football culture or the identity of the game, and they push it to the level of the law where you can't do it, but you can do it. Um, like with Belichick, like holding on to timeouts or something he did last year. Now it's not. A, now it's a different kind of rule. Um, but yeah, it's very. It's very funny how uh, oh, awesome uh, Maddie says. Danda. It's funny though, like how you and I aren't Philadelphia Eagle fans. 
Like how how didn't we we didn't transition from uh, Manly Sea Eagles to Philadelphia Eagles, which yeah, would have been an why? easy one because we're not. Yeah, and this is it, right? Because we're not a basic fan. Like we actually care about the teams <laughs> we support. We care about what they stand for. We care about the history. We care about the way they play. We care about the cult, like not just going, Oh, they've got the same name. They're going to be like a good team to support. You know, like we've got, yeah. we've got something between the, between the ears, mate, as they say, is that, is that the only Australian saying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, but even when, we're, when I was growing up watching, they had uh, Donovan McNabb was kind of, you know, pretty fun to watch. actually. Yeah. But the Eagles were the team that were trying to get to Super Bowl and always lost or they lost in the NFC Championship. So maybe that's another reason why we didn't support them. For me, it was basically it was the, the colors alone. But I never yeah. put the two together of like I followed the, the Manly Sea Eagles and I thought the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm glad. I'm so glad that I, you and I have both been to Pittsburgh uh, and we said it before. It's one of the best cities you can ever go to. As a football fan, as a city in general, it's so nice. So I'm glad we have that connection as well to go to a, uh, an awesome city to have fun as well. And not like I wouldn't like I couldn't imagine going to the Cleveland Browns or Detroit. Uh, sorry about people live in Detroit, but like it's just it, the Pittsburgh is a lovely city. I just think it's awesome. But the other thing too is that it's quite cool. Like, um, <laughs> when you, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. We're going to bring that up. We're going to bring that. Uh, but the other thing I was going to say is like the, so because the, the, I don't know, it, it's smaller crowds, whatever, but when you go watch the Manly Seagulls, you can stand on the hill and, and the, and the field's called Brookvale Oval and the vibe on at Brookie on that hill, I, oh, yeah. I never experienced oh. anything like it, right? Particularly when it's a full stadium, that hill is just, you're standing room only people are going nuts. There's, there's blokes over there you with, you know, VB cheering everyone yeah yeah, that's it right <laughs> and then you go to heinz field and you hear renegade and you're like oh man this is nuts i mean there's something special still about being on the hill at brookie and you know suburban ground and you know like you know our grandfathers would have watched football like that but i gotta say like you know it's that sort of thing there's so many synergies and like you i like the colors first but then when i delved into it and i saw they had the premierships at the same time and all the titles at the same time Anyway, I just thought it was something different that we haven't really covered off before. But well, Mark D, oh, we've got a super chat. We've got a super chat from Shield. Yeah, uh, this he's he put says, me on. Mark, can you say uh, credit card in a US accent? I just about uh, soil myself every time you do it. Man, I, all right, okay. I, I, I will say in a minute. Give me time, Shield. All right, mate. Just ease up, ease up, mate. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you very say, much for five dollars in the tip jar. I, I gotta say though, with the the, the manly ground, I, I used to know we used to walk down to the stadium, right, Maddie? And there, when I was like little, and there was people sitting on um, uh, neighbors' roofs watching the game because it lives in like the the you know the neighborhood, and and people wouldn't pay the money, but they could still watch the game from hundred meters away or up top of the hill. Um, yeah, it's a good it's a good. We both actually the the point now is. Everyone hates Steelers right now. They really, really do. They, they, they yeah. can't do anything, can't go anywhere. Um, the even people hate Manly, but one thing it, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I'll use my credit card to buy jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> and that was terrible. <laughs> Damanda, Damanda. That's the sort of that's the sort of American <laughs> accent you get on touch down under. Oh, I'm, I'm a bit yeah, off the game not. today. I'm a little bit tired. I didn't get too much sleep. So, Shield, up, yeah, another day I'll have to do it, uh, you know, better than that. That was terrible. <laughs> I 
Oh, uh, there's some great emojis going on in this on this live chat. All right, let's get back to Steelers. Uh, we're still talking about Steelers when we're talking about that. We're talking about Super Bowls. Uh, but let's look at the defense from this week before we get into some Q and oh, uh, three, two, one, and then Q and A. You know, Mark, you're getting Marky D is the man. Donald Nolan, you know that hard R is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, look, uh, it's it's. I need to be over there, have a few schooners in a bar, and I can really do my American accent. So do you know the one for there, me though? Like, so I work for an American company, and uh, you know, my boss is in America and all that. But I say words like, you know, like in Australia, you'd say literally, whereas I say literally, and then instead yeah. of saying like data, I say like data. Like I oh, say, data. there's a lot You're, of words that I out. say that are American. You know, no one says data. <laughs> data oh my god i'll use my credit card to increase my data i don't know it's getting better that, isn't it yeah yeah that just that was, that was <laughs> all right oh, on to the defense tj what played awesome no. yeah. pardon i said tj what played awesome oh wait he wasn't out there well actually all right well we're gonna start there I tell you what, and he played. They played on both sides, and he talked about in the post game press conference about being versatile on both mm-hmm. sides and needing to do it. I know he didn't get quite get to the quarterback, but if, if you go back and look at that tape, Melvin Ingram is like the pressure that he's going to put at some point and steer yep, the, the blocker into the quarterback if he's not going to get the sack and knock him down that way. Like use the blocker as like a, a you know. A, pinball like a, a bowling <laughs> pin or something like that i don't know whatever mallet whatever you want to whatever analogy you want to use but man melvin ingram drives people backwards and half the time he's a lot smaller than the bloke like his legs just you just watch them pump they're like these little pistons yeah and it's very similar to some of the other guys too they only had a few snaps so uh it wouldn't be too worried if he doesn't show up on tape too much he's going to be there um a guy that i did like on the, on the linebacking core uh, was Jameer Jones. He, he seems like another guy that's just relentless in the tackles. But I so don't... So there was a lot of talk about this in the post-game show from Jeff, uh, Bad, and Dave. I don't want them to cut Roche to keep, you know, Jameer Jones. I want them... Bye-bye, Marsh. Okay. Back to yeah, the swamp. Cut, Back to the cut, swamp. <laughs> surely they cut Marsh. Uh, you know what I really find about this is this is my Steeler fan cut. I don't know what it is, Matty. I just don't. I don't think he's a stealer. I just don't get that vibe. I don't get that sense of like that stealer mentality. I don't. Doesn't. Doesn't. I don't know. That could just be me being crazy. But I don't see him. I don't know. I really don't see every everything I've watched with him. Nothing stands out to me. Nothing. So also, and aren't Pokemon cards back in and making heaps of money? Shouldn't you? Oh have yeah. To on the Pokemon oh, cards. The yeah, Pokemon. The Pokemon like king. Hundred thousand dollars for a few of them. Hundred thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, if you get a good Charizard, that's that's clean. You, you, you're rich. Man, everyone loves a Charizard, eh? We had them, Matty. You and I had them when we were kids. and I, threw I know, mine they're away. all thrown out. I probably, they're probably vintage. I was like making mine as paper airplanes and like shooting them away or throwing them in the... In we the had garden. this kid. We had this kid. His dad owned a newsagent, right? And they were really rich. What are they? They're called newsagents in America? Like the paper store? I don't know. I don't, yeah. Someone in the live chat, tell us if you got yeah. news, news agents because we have them here. They, they sell the lottery tickets, they sell papers, magazines, but that, it's like kind of and postage stamps and birthday cards and wrapping paper and office supplies. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a news agent, but they were a thing. I mean, my grandparents even owned a news agency at one point. Anyway, we had a kid that we were at school with. It was so sidetracked. Now I'm going to be talking about defense. Anyway, <laughs> he was pretty. They actually had a couple of news agents. Um, and this this family, and so they're pretty. They had a bit of money, 
And but basically, news agents sold things like trading cards. And so this kid had all these trading cards packets, and he wrote Christmas cards for everyone in the class one year, and gave out these shiny Pokemon cards. And he basically the quality of card you got depended how much he liked you. It was quite cutthroat, actually. Yeah, I don't think they, I don't think they do call them. Uh, well, there's a bit agents. of Aussies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, uh, we could have been rich. We could have been really, really rich, you and I, Manny. But you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're Australian black fashion. <laughs> Google it. News agency into Google Maps after the show. We don't want you to leave the show. Anyway, back to the defense. We, we, we're very sure that Cassius Marshall's bye-bye. I'd say what, though? You know when uh, – is it Quez Watkins, the wide receiver from the Eagles, broke that long run and Sutton yeah. Sutton let that go? That wasn't Norwood's fault, uh, Sutton got held. But Come on. if you look back at it, right, Morlet went in – to try and sack the quarterback and realized he wasn't going to get there or to put pressure. And he jumps up to tip the pass, right? That doesn't happen, right? So he's the first person that could have done something that doesn't. Then Edmonds comes in, and it wasn't the first time in these games. I haven't heard anyone talk about it, but for me, Edmonds made a fair few mistakes in this game. If you go back and look at it, he's near the ball where he should be making a play, particularly against lower-ranked opposition in his role. He was way off several on several snaps that like caught my eye. So then, then Edmonds is there. So you've got Mullet, num- like closest to the ball, number one. The quarterback throws it. Then Edmonds is there as well as he as he sweeps around. Then you've got Sutton, who actually needs to make the tackle. He gets blocked, right? And then after that, you've got Norwood trying to run onto it, and even Spillane. And at one point, Spillane was closer. There were five Steelers there that all you know could have done something. Mullet is at least at fault because his job you can tell was to pressure the quarterback, but he went for it. Like he was so off the pace and then he went to try and tip the ball. Like he was nowhere near it. But I tell you, like for me, it wasn't just Sutton that looked bad on this. It was Edmonds and Edmonds looked bad on several snaps. As I just said, he needs to fix that. He really needs to fix that. Yeah. That, that, that play was, I really do think that he was held in that play and they did, they're not calling a lot of uh, penalties or flags in, in these preseason games. They're just letting it play, I believe. Um, but yeah, defense played over, played okay overall. They didn't didn't surrender any points in the second half, I believe. So sixteen in the first, uh, zero in the second. How good um, was Loudermilk? Loudermilk played. He played pretty good. There's a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and that's what you need to put pressure on. The, I think it was Mullins, who was from uh, S, uh, SF. He threw two picks, I believe. One was to a safety. Uh, Pitts, that was a good pick. There was another one, right? Oh, uh, Justin Lane had a pick. Um, and I'll talk about him in our in our three point category. Um, yeah, I think it was good. It was good to see the the guys. It just really is good to see the guys on defense get after the quarterback because that, that's what we're known for. That's how we're going to create pressure in this season. Get after the quarterback, force a mistake. Um, Bush or Schobert, pick it off. Minka's there, so quarterbacks play t- better too. Yeah, and the other thing is that like I really liked Kenneth Gainwell from the Eagles. He was someone that I wanted the Steelers to draft, and I actually thought he really showed up. So I'm glad we don't have to play them, you know, later on. But uh, yeah, it is it is what it is. Uh, but uh, in terms of the defense, otherwise, was there a standout person in the secondary for you? Because for me, I th- I didn't I don't know. Like yeah, Justin Layden made the play, but you know. I think Pierre played well again. Uh, he continues to show up, but there wasn't other than that. There wasn't anyone that went. It's really a, it's a hard. Me. Yeah, it's a hard one because I, I do think like Jimmy Jones played some good football, and I like it, like his mentality. Um, but I do believe in the in the defense that they they didn't let a third down. 
I think it was there was one time where they were over eight on third downs. Yeah. Uh, I can't really single out, say, the the one person without giving away some of my points. Um, but yeah, the, the linebacking play was good. I, I like the middle linebacker. We did get burnt via Bush, so he got burnt on that first. But that's something you give away once. You probably don't give away again. Yeah. Um, it's you don't uh, know as well. Like you know, and Jeffrey Benedict said it in the Slack channel, and it came up in the post game show. You know, the Steelers have hung their inside linebackers out to dry a little bit with the defensive schemes that they're running. I still think Spillane has not played well. I just don't. Uh, but, I mean, that's something to think about as well. And I don't know if Edmonds is, you know, positioning feeds into that as well. But, I mean, yeah, I'm not impressed with Edmonds at this point in time. And Clarence in the live chat says he's a weak link and he has looked that way so far. So he really needs to put it together. Um, but let's go into your three, two, one, because we want to give time some yep. Q and A, and I think we need to finally put put an answer on this newspaper piece because the news agencies, because <laughs> there's lots of chat in the live chat about news agencies. Oh, there's probably so many things that you and I say in our daily life that doesn't happen over there. Uh, it just doesn't come to the top of our head. Okay, so I'm gonna. I think we should start from one, two, three, and build our way up to the best player. If, that, yep. if that's okay with you. Yeah, agree with you. Uh, this week, so with our point scheme, I would say that one point would go to Justin Lane. Now, I think he played better, and I ragged him out last week, but that's what, you know, I'm a coach. That's what coaches do. You stuffed up, do it better, and this week he, he played better. He didn't give away too many um, too many uh, yards. He had that pick. It was a nice. It was a nice interception. He got yards after the catch. He ran about 20 yards. I think for his uh, progression as a player, he deserves one point this week. What about your one point? My one point, and people are going to be upset with me for not giving him more, but I'll tell you why, because I gave him two last week. Dwayne Haskins, he gets a point. I was happy with Ooh. him. And he continued to develop. So I'm judging him as a harsher critic than I was last week because I expected more this week. But, uh, you know, and he could have easily been two points, but, uh, you know, you'll, it'll make sense when I give my two points um, as to why. But, yeah, for me, Haskins gets 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 a one. Excellent. All right. So heading into my the second best player I thought played on the field, we talked about him before. It has to be Najee. And even though he only played five snaps, I still think that um yeah. that excitement. Yeah, excuse me, that, that that excitement is there for him. And I think that in those runs that we saw in those five yards, if he's has a whole game to develop uh his his carries, then we have something really special with Najee. So um, there are other players I was going to choose, you know, that players might not be on the roster in a few weeks' time, but I had to give it to Najee just because of his his talent and the level of, um, um, you know, football prosper that he might turn into. So two points to Najee. Yeah, right. Okay. That's, that's not bad. I gave my point two points to Loudermilk. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. Right. Tackle for a loss, sack, two tackles, showed up, looks good. He's going to develop. I thought he validated his, you know, uh, selection there in the fifth round and the trading up from the the fourth round the following year. You know, um, yeah, Loudermilk got it for me, and I think he's going to continue to prove doubters wrong. He, he's a big fellow, and he did show a lot of push in that pocket. And he got the sack, so um, you know, he looked pretty strong in there. I, I would, um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think he played, you know, well enough to have a job. Um, heading into my last one, you've already brought him up. I had a bit of trouble trying to think about think about who was going to be the best player for the Steelers. And I had to go with the guy with the points. Haskins, to me, brought the team back to win this game. Uh, down by 16, came back to win. 
24-16. So 21 points they put on, and and he he's the guy. I think for me, he's my three-pointer. I think he played the best. I think he was com- uh, composed. Um, there's a lot of upside with Haskins can play, can be number two. Uh, once we go through this year, uh, more training, more development. Then next year, if Ben's not there or he's away, maybe Haskins is a starter. It's, it's a perfect scenario for Haskins to get back into the NFL and get back into football shape uh, with not too much stress than other than be a third guy or a second guy. Yep, fair enough. Who's your Who's your last guy? Who's the most outstanding player? So this is going to sound funny, right? <laughs> and it's hard because I would have liked to have said an O-lineman, but I, like Dotson would have needed to play with the other guys. I thought Green had a good play. Barry kicked well, right? Barry he did, did he well. did, he did. My actual three points this week goes to Rico Bussey, number 84. Yeah, okay, okay. Four receptions. He was someone I kept putting in my mock drafts. I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about him on War Room, but I've secretly been sitting here going, I like Rico Bussey, I like Rico Bussey, right? Getting all warmed up. Want to revitalize the number 84 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he can do some stuff in the return game as well. He had four receptions on four targets, 45 yards, an average of 11.3. He had a longer 24, so he showed he can do the small stuff and the big stuff. I think he's putting pressure on Ray Ray McLeod, which is exactly what I wanted wanted from him. And, yeah, bring it on. And, and you know, we got him, you know, undrafted, and I'm pretty sure in the end. I don't think we ended up drafting him. Oh, wait, was he number six? Regardless, I don't care. I'm a fan of him. Yeah. Gonna, I wanted to make this squad. I don't want to be on the practice squad because someone will take him. And, yeah, I, he got he got the points for me this week. He took a, he took a really big, big hit as well and just got right up. And uh, we got the penalty for that. And he, he took a, a hard shot. Exactly right. Um, four receptions. He seems like a guy that he's raring to, to, to break one or get away from a, a, a defender and, and see what can happen. Um, do we want to go into our, our manly awards as well? Are they our, our strength, courage, and spirit? Uh, oh, yeah, we'll too? do that for this week. We'll do that for this yeah. week. You know, we've got more awards that we're going to hand out, uh, you know, come the regular season. But let's get through it, and then we've got some really quick time for some Q&A. So yeah. load up your questions. Well, basically, I just wanted to bring up uh, Kevin Dotson like we did before. I just think that he shows uh, brute strength in that O-line, and he's going to be the difference maker. Um for, for this team and for the O-line and for our success. So I think he deserves the, the Manly Award this week and he's just playing outstanding football. Um, things can only get better when you when you play like that. The way he moves people in the pocket, like, it's just fun. It's just fun to watch. He was just, he was picking up guys with 120 kilos and just moving to the side. So see ya. Get out of the way. <laughs> you know, it was good. It was good to watch. Jeez, Manly Award this week. Uh, yeah, Dan Moore for me. There you go. With those two blokes... Played together, didn't it? I was trying to. I was going to pick one or the other. I was going to yeah. pick one or the other. Yeah, Dan Moore. Um, he proved he proved that he's going to be putting pressure on Okafor. And if I'm um, Okafor, yeah, I just yeah, not Okafor, but uh, yeah, Dan Moore. It's going to be good. Yep, I did. I'd like you know play from both uh, from both uh, Dotson and uh, Moore as well. It was good to see. All right. Well, we've got a couple of minutes for questions, so load them up. I'm going to try and look out and see whether we had any questions while we're talking there. As I said, it's bumper show this week. We knew we went a bit off off topic at points, but we knew that <laughs> we knew that we were going to struggle to get through everything that Mark and I had on our list. So uh, it's been an awesome show and some awesome live chats. But while we uh, wait for a oh, we do have a question. All right, Portner. If the Eagles make left tackle Andre Dillard available, would we trade for him? And will you both acknowledge that Rabideau's helped out the Steelers by developing Jordan 
No. Nah. Oh, I don't Jordan's, Jordan Malaya's not the bad. I don't think we – and I'm not going to acknowledge the Rabbitohs. And no, I don't, don't, they, I don't no. know how they helped us out. He's not that, <laughs> he's not that bad. He actually is – Porter's always bringing up that, you know, that I said last year that the Rabbitohs like the Bengals and because the Rabbitohs have been winning. I don't care. I still hate them. I hate the bloody Rabbitohs. Bloody Me bunnies. Too. Not a fan. Not a fan not of a the fan, bunnies. No uh, what RB gets cut. All right. Ooh, my, RB room, my RB room is Najee. McFarland, uh, Kalen Balage at this rate. I think Petey, the new guy, will go on the practice squad. I think I think they're going to keep Snell at this point if they're not going to trade him. But I stick by what I said. I stick by what I said, and I wanted to say this depending on what questions we got asked. I don't think the fourth running back on this list is on the Steelers roster right now. And that's something I want everyone to really be careful about. And, and uh, Felicia put up in the live chat earlier around all the different cuts that were coming um, and the dates they're coming. So on Tuesday by 4 p.m., they have to cut the first five players from this roster. The Steelers will have players both from this previous draft and other drafts that they really liked, that they really wanted to get, that might become available through other teams' cuts. And I can see that being at the running back position as well. So... I think what the way this roster looks like, even once we go week one versus what it looks like week three, not just due to injuries, but different cuts that it made, uh, you know, and where the Steelers will trust someone for a couple of weeks and then go, no, we don't, we're going to, we're going to cut you loose now is going to be very different. So part of me still thinks that fourth running back is not even on the roster right now, but based on who is on the roster. Yeah. I reckon it's Najee, McFarland, Balage, and Snell. Right. You know what? I'm going to go a little bit different. I reckon they might go Najee. Because I don't, okay, my question on Snell, I don't know what is what is happening. Is he is he yeah. out? Is he being traded? I'm not too sure. So he is not in contention. Najee, McFarland, I have to go with Balage. And yeah. the key piece that uh, Jeffrey Benedict talked about and on his articles and stuff uh, a few days ago is Trey Edmonds. No, no. You never know, mate. You, you, look, there's a few things I've seen him play. Uh, he could be there. He could be there. I think he'll a, be one of the veteran. I think he'll be on the practice squad in one of the six spots that's for the players with two or more accrued seasons. He's a big unit too. He's like a, a big fullback and he was blocking pretty well. Um, he's a wild card if he makes it. But uh, what do I know? No, 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 no. I, Look, Jeffrey Bendig, I think, knows more than me. So uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I can, I see why. I don't know. Look, it depends on Snell's injury too. Like Trey Edmonds could take that full spot because Snell's on the injury list for a while. But I want to bring yeah. up Shield's question. Okay, what is the most your most meaningful Steeler item thus far in your fandom? Mine is my first jersey, which is TJ, which I'm pretty new. Oh, okay. You've got a lot, Mark, so I'm going to let you have a think about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I have, you, go, you go first. So I have my Juju jersey color rush stitch numbers that um, my fiance got me when we went to Heinz Field. But she also got me, which is behind me, my mean Joe Green Hall of Fame signed full-size helmet. And she also got me my Hall of Fame Jerome Bettis football back there. Both were for my 30th. So I have kind of three coveted items there. Uh, That's a hard one. I think because we have the experience, I'd have to go the Oh no! I love those two things behind me, and they can't count as one. It's it's hard. I can't split those three. They're they're special for different reasons. 
So I feel shocked. I was thinking for about a minute what I was going to choose, and then it came to my my little head here. <laughs> the old terrible tear. Are you joking? This is, That's this your is most what, coveted item. Oh, your six Super Bowl one. That's my most meaningful item. Do you know why? Because the, the one little story I have about this, uh, Maddie, is that it's never been washed because it never gets dirty. Right? I never wash my terrible towels. You don't need to. You've got to be very careful with it. You've got to make sure you fold it up nice and neat. <laughs> and there is one thing about my steel and nerdum as well. I, When I walk around with my backpack and I go somewhere, I have a section in the back of my backpack that can put so many things, probably like 10 liters of stuff. It only has my terrible towel. The reason why I put it there is because the terrible towel then sits on my back and it's comfort. And it's like, it's, I would probably like, I'd probably die. If someone stole this from me, I'd be like, all right, mate, this is fight to the death. You know, grab your pitchfork and I'll go to the bat and we'll see what happens. This, this to me is like life. Like this is like my life right here. So, nah. It's, it's a it? real flag. I love it. Uh, Michael O'Malley, who do you see at tight end to start the real season? Oh, I think I think it's Frymouth, Ebron, and uh, and Gentry. I think Gentry is actually showing up for once. Oh well, he's a t- he's a tall unit. He's six he's six foot eight. Like you caught him yeah, six foot could've... twelve in the. Oh, uh, massive! You said a bit. He's huge. Like he's got to do something. He could just put his ha- arms up like this and stand stand in the end zone and just target the the hands. Well, this is why down. Boswell, ever since he's been on the roster, has kicked better because basically when they go and they, they warm up before the game, he just puts his arms up and it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting silly now. I, think we need I don't to know how this. you thought of that so quickly. That was brilliant. Because when you put your arms up, actually, you know what he looks like? You know those streamer dudes at like the car yeah. sales? I don't know if they have them in the US or not. If they don't, uh. I look like an idiot live on YouTube right now. <laughs> I probably haven't sound like an idiot half the time anyway. So what's the difference? Um, what's up with these? Buck Dancer says, "What's up with these short passes again this season?" Uh, I think they're not. I think they're not trying to show too much. They're not trying to do too much. They don't want anyone, you know. I mean, they're just trying to be real careful about what they're seeing. Once they can actually analyze teams and what they're putting on tape, I wouldn't look into it as people can't throw deep passes or anything like it. I think they're being very mindful of giving the guys at the wide receiver or whoever's going to catch the catch the football, they're giving them actual plays that they can, they can you know, well, may catch the ball and make a playoff. And also, you know, they want to see what people can do in space and with defenders around them. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Kathy brings up her, my, my sign, Heinz Ward wow, jersey. Wow, that's, cool. that's a brilliant jersey. What a great stealer, Kathy. Um, Cree says, great show. Have a great night, y'all. Have a good night too, everybody. Thank you very much, Cree. Five foot 20. That's how tall he is. Oh, great. This is basically the after party AU edition. Yeah, well, Mark and I like to give you a bit of fun because it's on a Saturday night. Uh, and then Buck Dancer, I think this will be the last question for the show. Mark and Maddie, what do you, do you call kids ankle biters? I've heard yeah. that term, yeah. Yeah, or, or uh, Rugrats, you know. Rugrats, yeah. Oh, that, like, was, that, was that was a show. Them, that was Nickelodeon. Uh, that was I like calling them like a lot of my friends have, uh, you know, babes. I like calling them like little fella, you know, little fella. Yeah, cool. little fella, little tyke. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's a very Australian thing, ankle biter. Mark Tobin. Uh, was Cheeks with the starters and how did he go? 
Well, it's it's hard to say with like with the starters, like because I mean, technically, yes, he was at the start of the game, but like when you talk about the starters, I think the starters were kind of mixed in terms of the different teams. I just don't think. I don't know. I wonder whether Chuke's playing right tackle all the last year. Now he's had to switch back to left tackle. I think there's a bit of rust there. But I just like Dan Moore. I think he's oh, he's got mongrel to him. And it was weird because when he came out of the draft, people were sort of saying, oh, you know, he needs to sort of toughen up and be more physical. I, I disagree. I think he's come out and been super physical. Maybe it's Clem. I don't know. But he was also quite physical at college. So when I saw some highlights, uh, yeah. But Mark, anything else you wanted to say before we close out the show? Nah, just looking forward to next week when we do our, you know, pre-game little commentary and uh, we go through some of the players who might step up in the in the Lions game. I'm pretty excited for that. But hey, have a have a good uh, week this week. And there's plenty of stuff on uh, behind the steel curtain. Um, this is one of the, the funnest things I've ever done, ever done in my life, and having a good time with Maddie is awesome. So we appreciate all the listeners and all the audio guys. Uh, what better way to you know to to put the, the us on a podcast and and have a laugh and that's what we want to do. So yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, me too. And so we like right now, I'm even confused on the time conversions, whatever, but right now it's uh quarter past 10 in the morning for us. Uh, the game's going, going to go live at 9.30 a.m. for us next week. So we're going to go on at 8.30. So we're going to go on basically two hours from now, from whatever time zone you're listening um, to us too, if you're listening to us live. So that's what's going to be uh, pretty interesting from that perspective. Uh, but, yeah, we're excited for that pregame show, and we're going to have a few fun things to ask you guys as well and predictions and all the rest of it. But with that, that wraps up Steelers Touch Down Under this week. I'm Matt Perival, joined by my co-host, as always, Marky D, who can't get his terrible tower right, but that's all right. It's his precious thing. He treats it like his, his flag, folds it up, and everything's got a folding pattern, won't let it touch the ground, takes it everywhere with him. You know, but with Mark, as always, close out the show. <laughs> Go Steelers. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.